Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast, a new episode of Unsanctioned, featuring a good friend of the show, Fernando Felix. Fernando, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Oh, and for the listeners, I am not Ron Patrick. I am Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. This is my first time doing this, so bear with me. I hope you guys are entertained for this ride. And um, I'm, glad I finally, I'm glad I finally got Fernando here because it's kind of funny how me and you actually met because I, you were leaving. I was replacing you. Yeah. <laughs> I always found that interesting. And then in 2012, when we did meet, when you find a wrestling fan, it's like, oh, this guy actually likes wrestling. It's like, no, 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 it's not the cool thing to do around that time. Now it's a completely different story. Yeah, I mean, that's funny about that time was like, because like you said, you, you were coming in, I was leaving. And um, I actually gotten back into the heat of uh, wrestling at the time, like late 2011, like 2012, it started heating back up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I remember, like, I finally got back into the area from doing what I was doing that we will talk about mm-hmm. as we go along. But uh, I remember, like, seeing your post on Facebook and, I, you know, me wondering, like, damn, we could have talked a lot more wrestling. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's not the cool thing to do. And I always tell people, I even tell my girlfriend that I'm like, wrestling fans hide because it's not the cool thing to do. Now, we talked about this on a lot of our um, interviews with Indie, indie guys like Simon Gotch and Michael Elglin and Leo Rush that the boom period is like the indies now and that the indies is like the cool thing thanks to a large part portion of Bullet Club because they're yeah. they're basically everywhere so I guess it's like I guess the cool thing to do even though they got a lot of guys that have those shirts they don't even watch professional wrestling, wrestling much I find is hilarious cool shirt so I you know props to them that helps out too sometimes you know people just see a popular shirt especially now with them being a hot topic you never know who walk in there and see the shirt be like you might walk up to them and be like hey you like you like bullet club yeah Yeah, or or give them a too sweet and they look at you like you're ridiculous (laughs) like what's that because all right so i'm gonna get you i'm gonna start i'm gonna get you started with the first question that we always ask every guest what made you fall in love with professional wrestling um, I'm going to straight up say it. the attitude error, attitude error and the Monday night wars for me, it was partly, uh, because of my dad, my dad was the one who used to watch it. Then I guess, you know, as a youngster kind of, you know, 10 years old, nine years old, I would just want to watch TV with my dad. So like, I remember that period was pretty fun and yet I was young, so I didn't fully understand it as I do now. Um, but I remember it was mostly raw, and then during raw commercials, it was over to, to Nitro. Ah, Nitro. <laughs> yeah, my dad would switch back and forth. <laughs> main, main, main thing that got me was that period, you know, DX, NWO, all the, you know, the cool heels, mm-hmm. as you you could say <laughs> yeah well one thing that i love to ask people is especially around you being so young around the ads whoever what got you in trouble more the the the, the one finger salute or the crotch tops um the crotch- <laughs> i love stone cold but it was it was the crotch tops because i guess i don't know like i guess growing up i kind of knew not to flip the bird to around the bird. <laughs> so i did the crotch tops and then you know not knowing really but, fully thinking of it and everything, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was there anything about was it? Did you actually like WCW or you just watched it with your dad? 
No, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've since I've gotten the network, I tried to watch back because I don't I don't remember my dad ever ordering like the the pay per views for sure. It was more like Nitro and then maybe check out Thunder, I guess. But it wasn't. You know, you just you just liked, I guess, at the time, the big stars who you knew from before, like, mm-hmm. oh, like oh, Hulk Hogan's over there, like, mm-hmm. or you know, you know, Kevin and and Scott, you know. So that was really it. it wasn't like I said, Raw was the main show, WCW was commercials, yeah. and so yeah, it was more it was more WWE. Yeah, because our throwback for the month of September is a WCW is WCW Fall Brawl '98, and. I'm not looking forward to watching it. I'm, 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 I'm dreading it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it because I recently, I recently tried to watch Halloween Havoc '97, yeah. and um, like the Ray Eddie match is great and all, but the rest of it, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I don't know what it was. The car is actually not, not bad, but I just couldn't put take put myself to watch it. A lot of the like, I guess you call it filler matches before their main events were a little like. I wouldn't say questionable, but they weren't always that great. Like they're usually, you know, marketed towards the main event. Everything yeah. else just kind of falling down. Not really that great promoted and all that. But yeah, because the way I see it is WCW was the first TNA. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And TNA killed themselves again when they were coming close to WWE by copying WCW. Because mm-hmm. I, I was a big fan of TNA, they got to, they got to around two million viewers, and then after that, it became a mess. Uh, so the next question I have for you is, and you could do this both ways. A lot of people take this, interpret this two different ways. So you could do your Mount Rushmore professional wrestling, and then the pro, the professional wrestling Mount Rushmore. Um, so you could take it both ways. I always like this question because I think, in my general opinion of like just in general with sports and everything. Everybody has their own list. Nobody's list is going to agree completely. But for me, I guess, for me, it would be Sean. Um, Sean Taker, for me. Um, Stone Cold, and I'm going to say Rick. Oh, okay. Just for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, you know, I wasn't there for Rick's prime, but I've gone back and watched it. It's not, I don't, but that's for me. That's my Mount Rushmore. I mean, you could flip and flop people too. It just depends. Like I was a, I guess I was a huge, which is one thing we agree on. I don't know if I ever told you, I was a huge triple H fan back in, back in the attitude era. Everybody like my main guy was Rocky, Mm -hmm. uh, but secretly I had like this fandom for triple H. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, he was such a great heel. Like you could never like show it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then like, you finally could begin to show it once Rocky left to do the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then that's when I was all out of Triple H. But <laughs> no, I think that that would be my four. Yeah, it's not, there's no wrong answer when it comes to your Rushmore because I believe most of us on our show we all have Michael's number one. I believe, and yeah. I believe I was doing one that had Taker. Taker was my number three. Because my, my consisted of Triple H, Michaels, Taker, and Edge, okay. and I'll yeah. and I'll always like depend on how the questions act. I'll switch Edge out with the Hardys. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's so much. Like I, I've sa- actually sat there and thought about it like a couple times just randomly, and like you can flip flop depending like 
how you go about the question, like you said. How is like like who's your top five technical wrestlers? Then like the whole list changed. So it's mm-hmm. subjective, but it's that's that would what it would be for me. So for your so the for the for the professional wrestling Mount Rushmore, who do you have? For the, like the biggest the biggest things that biggest people that change the business. Um I'll say Hulk, even though like looking back I really didn't like his stuff too much. <laughs> so I would say Hulk, uh, Stone Cold, and Rocky, and I guess you could say Cena. I gotta give props to Cena. I guess. I mean, Cena. Cena's a guy who I guess lately I've respected him more. Like the last, his last run where he's been like on and off, and I don't know why. I just been gaining this respect. I was one of the guys who would chant Cena sucks. <laughs> I mean. I was starting to change for me. Well, we'll we'll get to him a little bit later because I I always love to hit on that topic, but we'll get to that a little bit later. And the next question is, who do you like currently? It it doesn't have to be one guy. It could be a bunch of people because mine changes all the time because WWE, they kind of like, they could make or break you (laughs) in many ways. So who do you Um, like currently? For me, um, we keep it the main roster. Or you can go whatever, any promotion, Ring of Honor, whatever you want to. Well, I got a couple, so it might be like, um, for me, WWE was. If we were to, I was, I'm gonna break it down. WWE was, um, I got, um, I like Roman a lot, despite everybody's, uh, you know, just the demise for him or whatever hate. Uh, on SmackDown, I like AJ and Kevin. Those are my two guys. <laughs> Uh, NXT, my favorite, and he just got in. Everybody's favorite, Adam Cole. It's my guy. Um, and then outside of WWE, I like Kenny and Naito, uh, those two. And Okada is just a professional. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't forget my guy, Cody. Cody is my guy. I really, I really like uh, Cody. I wish it would have worked out in WWE, but you never know. He's still kind of young, I guess. How happy. I'm excited for the guy because when he, around 2011, 2012, when SmackDown was nothing and yeah. they didn't care anymore, he was like, I would watch just for him because he had the he had the, um, the face mask on and then he was the IC champion. Yeah. And he kind of was like the selling point on SmackDown for, for me. And I was like, okay, you can do something with this guy. And then around that time, the World Heavyweight title was just basically like a, a, a big ver, a big gold version of the IC title. And they were mm-hmm. given to guys like Swagger and, and Del Rio and Ziggler. And I kept saying, like, give give Cody a chance. Cody had Cody shined in rivalries with the top stars. He's He had a few with Orton that he shined in. And then he had the, he had a few with, with Triple H, but he was in legacy at the time. But he actually he showed he can hang in there, and they never actually did anything with him. And the fact that he's out here in Ring of Honor, he had the whole free agent thing when he was unsigned, which I thought was a nice touch, and just bounced around to different promotions. And then the fact that he won the Ring of Honor title, I was actually really happy for the guy. Yeah, man. I think for me, that, that timeline falls for me, too. I started, like falling in love with like his work and stuff around the same time you just said like 11 and 12 and then you know i was hoping that they would snap snap him out of the stardust like they they should have like he wanted to according to his you know couple interviews he's done but i mean the guy's work has gotten way better he basically showing right now as a free agent 
that he's a main event guy. I mean, his match with Okada was great. And then his match against Daniels, where he finally won it, was great, too. And those are two top-notch workers, too, who he went up against. So, I mean, very happy for the guy. I think just in general, Bullet Club is just basically taking over the world. Because mm-hmm. when he first got to New Japan, well, when he was going to show at Wrestle Kingdom, and say so he joined the Bullet Club, I was like, why? How how this happened? <laughs> but in wrestling, you kind of just got to, like, let things just happen naturally. And the way the what he is, he's basically like the businessman of the Bullet Club, which I really do enjoy. Everybody else is in yeah. T-shirts, and he's always in a suit. Yeah. And another thing with Cody is, when, when, guys get, when guys leave WWE, you often hear about how they pitched ideas to creative. And Cody had, a, like, a lot of ideas he pitched to WWE. I don't know if you ever saw his Rhodes Industries videos that he was no. paying, paying, for, paying out of his pocket with Brandy. It was, like, his whole, like, Rhodes Industries thing like where he basically was, like, this corporate leader. And then even with the Stardust thing, like, he embraced that gimmick. I, I also always tell Ron that if this wasn't a PG era – that character would have actually succeeded and had more longevity because it could have went along with the Goldust character. Yes. And he tried to embrace that too because he had he basically pitched an idea about having his wife like try to brand well, brandy while she was eating in WWE. He would have her kind of like trying to drag him from being Stardust and bring him back to being Cody, but she would get embraced into the darkness, kind of like a kind of like a Harley Quinn thing. Yeah. And we were just like, why didn't he do that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh, creative is a it's an interesting thing over there. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, like, these pitches were, like, a lot of pitches go straight to the writers. So if they're not really, like, 100% and they believe in you, like, when they pitch it forward to, it's not going to get picked up. It's really, <laughs> like, it just sucks. Like, but... Because I think the guy has a lot of ideas, and I think he has the, as he's shown, he has the pedigree. Of course, he's a Rhodes, and um, he's got the look for me. I think, and and it's just his wrestling's gotten better. His work just better and better every time. Yeah, and, I've always thought he was great on the mic. I always have thought that. Yeah, that that too, and it's. It was, you know, it was overshadowed because he didn't have a lot of mic time. You know, he was stardust. He was just doing like these solar eclipse type of promos and stuff like that. So, but yeah, man, the guy, the guy's legit. So, yeah. Who do you like currently in the women's division? Because that, that can be a a iffy topic as well. Because it go like like I said, you're only good as what WWE makes you. And I feel that's very sad, but it's like one thing in because I always separate WWE and NXT. WWE is sports entertainment, and, w- and NXT is the wrestling company. It's wrestling, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, women's, um, let's, listen, a part of my fandom for these girls that I'm going to name, it's because I work with them one-on-one at some point and before they made it to the main roster. And um, so I, I always loved Becky. Before she even came in, I saw a couple of her stuff. Bailey, I love, but it's, you know, I don't know if, like, the character is fully main roster. It's for the main roster. I get it. It works with the kids. But wrestling-wise, she's she's a beast. Oh, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Um, I love Charlotte. Charlotte has gone, gone leaps and bounds from when 
like she got in the business. And um, I, I like Sasha a lot. She's the best wrestler out of all of them. Um, I think Becky might come in second. Um, and then, and then I, I like Alexa. And it, uh, the Alexa thing is mostly because of the growth I've seen since she came into the business. So I think it's, I like the whole divi- like a lot of the division, but I think it's more of like I said, maybe just the booking i guess and i try as in my fandom i guess i try not to get into the booking like get mad too mad at it but i think people could be used better and you could you could showcase a lot more from these girls than what they they're doing right now but i mean they've done better than they have in the in the past years oh yes no no, no doubt so that's that's a definite and um of course, Oscar's great if we go down to NXT, but like you said, and it's the truth, she's actually out there wrestling. Um, there is storyline, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. they're wrestling. Um, it's a, the best description is Raw and Smack. Uh, well, now I don't know, but they. I heard somebody say this that Raw is a show about wrestling, and then SmackDown was a wrestling show. Like at the at the start of the yeah. uh, at the start of the turnover where yeah. they had the mm-hmm. SmackDown was hotter to me. They were doing better things, but I think NXT has always been the wrestling show, uh, and every all the other main roster stuffs are just shows about wrestling. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, on the women's side, I'm excited for Monday May Young Classic first couple episodes. Um, I've seen the spoilers. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm a guy that doesn't. That doesn't phase me. I like to see the match, how it's worked, how they got there. So I'm um, really excited. Um, there's a couple of girls in there, too, that I'm excited about. And hopefully, you know, there could be some NXT appearances and stuff like that. Um, like Tony Storm a lot, a little bit that I've seen from her. I've always been a Candice fan. Mm-hmm. Ray, uh, her and Joey, all the PWG stuff. Uh, so good. Um, Santana Garrett. Um, I mean, that's really it. I'm just excited to see it, man. Just I, I, I enjoy that they are getting more time because these these girls are, you know, some of them are badasses, and at front there's been plenty of times where they stolen the show from the guys. Oh yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. About it. Yeah. yeah so. Even growing up, well, from watching from as a kid, even as a young adult and an adult now, when the women's division, well, the divas division was nothing. Since I grew up in the Attitude Era, I had, we had Lita, we had Trish, we had Victoria, we had Jazz. I always held hope, so I always watched it. And I always yeah. saw that, okay, like Beth Phoenix, she's really good. Natty, she's really good. Michelle McCool, she's really good. Layla, she's okay, but she's really good. Like AJ, she's really good. It's like I always held out hope because I grew up with Lita and Trish and those other, the, other, the other women. So I always held out hope, like this has to get better. This can't. This can't be this bad forever. And then here we go. We get, I know um, Nikki Bella was adamant, was talking about how Total Divas helped spark the women's revolution, which it did because it got more eyes on the division. If if you just leave it at that, then I agree. And it got people to love the Bellas and stuff because nobody hates the Bellas. Listen, let me, let me uh, touch on that a little bit. I know a lot of people when Mm -hmm. the show announced, they were not against it. The wrestling fans. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's E, you know, because people think E's, Kardashians, whatever. Listen, the smartest move you could do marketing-wise, 
you're bringing in an audience of women through this show that weren't even like watching before and they're they get interested because you know they're they're seeing into the lives of the mm-hmm. bella nat natty all this and that's mm-hmm. how you're like oh well what were they talking about on the show you gotta watch mm-hmm. that's literally like this is a business and yep. it's about eyes on the product and as much as as much as some of us might not like it there's other fans who aren't as passionate as we are yeah they're part of the viewing and this is how this company makes money yeah and it was Smart move. Now they have two shows. Yeah. Total Divas and Total Divas. So, like, now you have two doses of just uh, exposure to a different audience. Yeah, and th- and that's and what that's, and that's what they that's how that's how they build their company. It's not always they can cater to the hardcore fan anytime they want, but they have to ca- cater to those casual viewers more mm-hmm. than us. Yep, it's about the casual viewers, guys. It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we, they know we're gonna be there. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's a sad. Thing. <laughs> that's For rest the fans, they know we're gonna be there. Yeah, it's not about us fully. It's about because we're always gonna bring in the money. But the the a business is about continuing to make money and continue to make more money. So that's where the mainstream fan comes in, where they might not know who's the new girl from NXT that just debuted or the new guy. So. I mean, it's just part of the business. Yeah, because I always, refer, I always talk about this on the show, and I refer, I always refer back to this. It's um, it was when Vince named Hulk Hogan the number one contender for the undisputed title. Vince had a promo saying, "I know what these people want better than they do," and I always say, like, he's not lying because when he want, when they want to, they get hit on all cylinders. But I always say that the TV doesn't matter anymore. We just yeah. said. They have Make-A-Wish, they have their toy deal, they have the network, they have um, to- Total Bells. There is so much more revenue revenue to be made, and it's not about the television, and you're going to come back no matter what. You can, you can complain on Twitter all you want, but you're going to come back. So now I've replied to people before. because It takes a lot to annoy me, but I've replied to people before who just constantly, I guess you say, bitch mm-hmm. about the product. And I'm just like, listen, there's alternatives. Yeah. But let's be real. You're still going to tune in. Yeah. Because that's what you like. And if you really wanted to, you could just, you know, buy other streaming services. Because there is for mm-hmm. the other big company in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you really were really that mad about it, you can go somewhere else. There's yeah. options. Are Plenty they the best? Options. Are they the best? Maybe not. But there are options. Yeah. And if you really like wrestling, you'll you'll enjoy one of the other options. So it's... I don't know. It's WWE, man. It's never <laughs> changed. Yeah, it's not. Unless some, unless somebody, unless Bill Gates decides he wants to get into wrestling, yeah. <laughs> then that, I don't. It's not going to change. Uh, now I want to get into the reason that I did replace you at, at the at the job. So the week before, the week we met, you were getting ready to to leave for full sale. Yes, sir. And when you said it to me, I was like, isn't that what they do NXT? He's like, you was like, yep. And you had this big smile on your face. (laughs) Okay. So the fun story about that, like I said, all right. So I had that moment in my life, I guess you could say it was like high school, little end of high school, early college where I was just busy being a teenager or whatever. And I just, I lost touch with it. I would watch. I, I remember, I don't think I missed the WrestleMania though. But like I had no nothing in between, so like a lot of the first brand split of it, I missed all those a lot of those horrible pay per views. <laughs> they were bad. You didn't miss anything. 
So, um, but it wasn't like I was completely away. I was kind of turned into the mainstream where I would watch from time to time. And then late 2011, uh, early 2012, I fell back in love with it. And I'm not going to lie. At the time, this is going to get some people uh, a little upset. At the time, for me, uh, what I was really into a lot was uh, TNA. TNA, for some reason, 2011, early 2012. And it's mainly because Bobby Roode Mm -hmm. was the champ. And if there's anything Hulk Hogan's gotten right was Bobby Roode. If you watch, there's been a couple of Hogan interviews where he talks about Bobby and how, like, he he told people there that Bobby could be, like, the biggest heel, like, in the business. And he was. And it went from Bobby and then, like, late 2012, it was, like, Bully Ray was starting to become, like, of heel and it was them guys uh tna surprisingly and i was watching wwe um so i had the resurgence and then i like i was just start i knew about nxt before going to full sale like i knew a little bit i knew what it was about i've seen like the 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 first episode they taped there as a practice thing where it's like punk and seth against I forget who it was. I think it was like Daniel Bryan and some and uh, Cesaro or something like that. Oh, I think it was was the Cash's home now. Yeah, Cash's. Okay, okay yeah, Cash. The Kings of Wrestling, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I watched that like on the internet clips, and I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. And the whole time, you know, I'm going to full sale. I'm getting going to get my bachelor's. Um, I was going for sports marketing and media. The whole time, I'm not. I'm being serious. Um, the whole time, I had no like aspiration to like get into it. Like I just thought, oh. It's at the school. I guess we could get free tickets or something. You know, like, I'll go, I'll go to the tapings. So, you know, I go down there um, September of 2012. As you said, I was leaving. You were coming into the, the job we were talking about. I get down there and actually went, like, from September to about March of 2013, where, you know, if I could get just students at the time, I'm not sure if it's still the same, were eligible to get at least, like, a ticket if you showed your badge, like, ID. Like, there was, like, student tickets they gave away. Like, you had to show up on time. And NXT was still building. It was to the point where, like, every month they had a special main roster guest, I guess, to get people to come. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that, so that t- explains like, why. Yeah, so I, like I've always I've talked about that. I wish it still did that. <laughs> so this is this is how it went down. This is way before like I remember the first one, the actual first one I went as a student. It was when Kane and uh Daniel were tag team champions and they were doing the So they were like the main attraction to try to get people to come. That was real uh real entertaining. So I guess we could fast forward to around February, March, like late February, March of 2013. And I'm, you know, I'm a couple months into school and I, I meet up with a, somebody who's a good friend of mine now. I didn't know him then. Um, turns out he's from Delaware, too. Huh. We, we didn't know each other, though. As small as Delaware was, we didn't know each other. We met each other. Uh, we met each other during these. Full Sale has this week called Hall of Fame week where they have like, like, alumni come in who've gotten into like their business and they've done like things whether it's like you know producers in a movie or like digital graphic stuff and they come back and they have like these talks in a hall and i think 
I want to say it was Triple H that had a talk or somebody, and we went to it. And then I ended up meeting my friend's name's Will. I ended up meeting Will, and um, he started talking about you know this student marketing like team. And I was like, oh, okay, I probably they would never pick me, like whatever. So he kind of pushed for it, let me know about it, and I got in. Uh, I remember my first show there. Like when I got in, like this group who had been around since NXT started, so like around with July 2012 when they first did the first taping and stuff, but they weren't really doing much with it. Like they didn't have as much access. They didn't have anything like really going like so around march when nxt started to kind of i guess you could say build steam um in the early days um my first show working we got to go to the show and actually like sell the tickets promote it um jericho was the main guest um and that was a lot of fun and everything like Evolve like we weren't still getting anything. I think two weeks after that taping, NXT started to like fully travel around Florida. Mm-hmm. Like I think they were doing a couple of shows still at the FCW Armory, but we were going down Florida, and they were like, "Yeah, you guys can tag along. You can hand hand out flyers before the show." So we go, <laughs> we go to this town like named Wachula, in the middle of nowhere in central florida we drive there early shows at seven we drive there early we're there by like one or something we got like 200 flyers for this event and we go out there in this town we hand them out and it's a big building and that's the first time when we got there i met a couple of the guys i remember meeting you know charlotte and sasha and bailey they were there um this is early in their, you know, early in their uh, wrestling. I think Charlotte had just gotten there like two weeks before. Um, nicest people, actually. And um, we spent all that time. And then all of a sudden, like, I think maybe 10 people showed up <laughs> in that town. It was really, it was a little, like, blow to the ego. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because we were hype. We were like, yeah, WWE. Like, we were putting out these posters everywhere. Yeah. And it uh, it was a little disappointing, at uh, to be honest. But then it just grew from there, man. Like, uh, it got to the point where like I spent a year there, and like we would we would travel the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday around to the uh, towns in Florida doing uh, the live events. Um, I did a lot of like promoting, marketing, ticket sales. Um, even did, uh, I have a random story. The first show I ever did went to to work at the FCW arena because they still used it like once or twice a month on Thursdays. I remember they were like, well, we don't have enough guys. So can one of you guys uh, wear the security shirt? Your <laughs> security. So like two of us did. And they put me in this chair next to like where the entrance was. And no lie, Scott Dawson, uh, the the brother that he is he, <laughs> i guess he knew he knew i was like this new face i was part of this like marketing group that you know these young kids who you know probably calling us marks everywhere mm-hmm. but um 
I was just sitting there, you know, minding my business, make, making sure nobody would get through because there was like a little space there where people could go through if they wanted to. So I was just there to stop that. And he's coming out. He's done his match. At the time, I think they were trying something with him and like him and Alexa was like his valet with uh, he was there. His partner was Jody Christopherson. And um, um, so they're done the match and he comes out and he like he does that little like fake out like he's gonna like hit me <laughs> type of thing and then he like tries to like pull my chair from under me <laughs> like, you know being oblivious as i was basically he was ribbing me and um it was funny though i didn't react any like negative to it so like i wasn't really like hurt by it or anything <laughs> i just found it like amusing and i just thought you know that's pretty funny but I think at first, to be honest with us, the, the, a lot of the guys were really like um, standoffish because, you know, wrestling is still that kind of business where like, who are you and what are you doing here? And what do you oh Like, what are you doing backstage? What do you have to do? Like stuff like that. I remember uh, he's a great guy, though. I'll give you that. This is, this is going to sound. I'm not trying to like pre. Uh, but. When we first got to work with Corey Graves, he was kind of, like, very hesitant. He's one of the people very hesitant to work with us. And, like, we'd be like, hey, Corey, could we uh, shoot a video for uh, next week's show for Facebook so we could promote it, like, the next week's show on Facebook and stuff? And he'd be like, so it's going on Facebook. Like, he was, he would ask us every little question just to see, like, where it was going, how it was being used, like, stuff like that. Like, Corey's a smart guy. He just mm-hmm. wanted like, and I think he was just, who are these, you know, 21, 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds telling me what to do? So, like, they're not they're not technically WWE employees, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, that grew, though. He kind of, like, he grew into it, and, you know, he's a cool guy, like I said. Um, and, yeah, it evolved from that. My last, like, three to four months there, I was doing, like, social media, so I was getting a lot of, like, the video post or uh, the little short videos when tout was out <laughs> that died quick out we used to do a lot of tout stuff and i used to um uh, record those and kind of you know pitch the idea to a couple guys um a couple of the instagram pictures the instagram videos at the time when instagram started to get hot for wwe um i was part of getting some of that or you know at least holding the camera um so um yeah, I mean, for me, right now, so far, I'm 28 years old. Um, that was the best year of my life, I feel like, professionally. Uh, it, the best year of my life, I think, because I learned so much. Um, this wasn't paid, so, I mean, and I didn't care. They could have just, you know, they couldn't have paid me. Like, I guess they, they gave us, like, a a food kind of, like, uh, we got paid back for our food. So like we would just turn our receipts and we got refunded, but I didn't need to get paid. I was learning so much stuff, marketing wise, live event wise, um, about the business too. I learned a lot, not like I'm an expert, but I learned the little things. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was able to see how a script is laid out because we got as doing social media, we got to see the scripts before the tapings. So like, I got to see a couple scripts every time we taped. 
Um, also got to see the process of how much a script can change between <laughs> because we would our team would get there like around noon, one o'clock, mm-hmm. but they were already there. Like Hunter and those guys were already there since like 10 a.m. in the production meetings. So there was times where like by two o'clock we get a script that by like three would change an hour later or like an hour and a half later, three thirty. So like you times that by like two for raw, especially that script's going to change from like 10 a.m. to to eight mm-hmm. or just and when it comes over eight, whatever. It's going to change a few times. So, like, ideas will get scratched, um, uh, things like that. Um, another highlight while being in this group was when they were in a loop for Orlando, I got to go uh, backstage and stuff and work that event. We had an NXT signing at the Amway and at the, uh, I think it's the Emil Center now in Tampa. So, we got to work both of that. Um, I fell in love with catering. This is a big running, <laughs> this is a big running joke uh, that I always like <laughs> portrayed over there with the group. Like everybody was like, "How was uh, how was it being backstage or Raw and SmackDown?" I was like, "Oh, catering was the bomb." <laughs> and yeah, I was like, we oh, had yeah. a um, a, la- a previous unsanctioned. He's actually um, I'm trying to find what he actually does there. I know he's yeah. something for the media. He's a production assistant, Ryan Ravel. Okay. He works for WWE, and he said the catering's fantastic. I feel like I might, I might have met Ryan before, but I, I'm, I always tell people I've met a lot of people, and if you ask some of these wrestlers, like if I was to see them in person, uh, they probably not know who I am because I'm such an awkward person. Like, <laughs> like I think maybe I'm not sure. I might have got a lot of heat because I was so awkward with like meeting people that I like I would forget to shake everybody's hand when I was around and I'm not sure like if there was actual heat or they didn't care like the business with depending with guys it doesn't matter mm-hmm. I mean now there's like a newer crop that doesn't like go by the same rules um fully but I, I'm such an awkward person when meeting people for the first time I'm just like I remember saying hi to Terry Taylor one time and I've known him this is months into the the internship terry taylor and i was like oh how are you terry he's like good how are you i'm good how are you like (laughs) the question i'm like such an awkward like talker sometimes depending on like the situation and like but um yeah um the raw experience was great i mean just when they say people hang around catering, that's true. <laughs> There's a monitor at catering people hang around on. Um, it's very, um, it's basically the way, because I was, the way I described it was, it was NXT, but 10 times bigger, like on show day. It was the same atmosphere, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But just bigger, because it's a bigger arena, it's bigger TV, and it's live. Um, you know, um, but... I mean, I think that, I guess I want to say the whole experience smartened me up to the business a little bit. A little bit and I guess uh, it helped me, like, to not get, I guess you could say, like, too bummed about um, storylines or something that didn't go the way I thought it should have been. Or just le- basically letting stories breathe and play out is the way I tell people. Like, just let it play. Like, it's not, it just started or it's just, just getting warmed up. Um because as much as like they like to tease us, uh, a lot of times they do get it right. A lot of times they do get it wrong. But I mean, 
they they're professionals. They're they make mistakes just like we do. And I think I don't know. It's just it's a funny it's a funny business. <laughs> um, like I said, everybody like I, th- I heard you say this on the uh, the podcast. I don't know if it was last week or the week before when you're talking about um, how they're these are normal people. Yeah, last week's. The autograph thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel because I'm not a big autograph person. Like I don't, I don't want to bug anybody. Not even athletes. Yeah. It's just like I remember a story. I remember Rick, Rick Flair, out of all people, came to watch um, Charlotte a couple of times, at, like the FCW arena, and he was just hanging out talking to Steve Kern, who I love. Steve Kern, by the way, Steve Kern, it's a funny guy. Had a lot of stories for us, uh, and basically. If you meet any other old timers in wrestling, their main thing is they love to talk. So just ask them about <laughs> ask about the old times, and they'll just go on. But um, I remember Rick and I was—he was talking to Steve, and I didn't—I didn't want to bother him. So I think uh, Steve made like the move and was like, "Hey, this is uh, you know, so and so. He works for the marketing team." And like after I met Rick, it was just like he's a normal guy. It's like, "Oh, Rick's here today. Oh, cool." Like <laughs> it's like, but um. Yeah, I mean, these guys, the one thing I learned is these guys are just normal people just like us. Um, I always say that I think all of us are weird in our own ways. And I think you got to be some type of weird to be in this business where you're playing a character 90% of your, you know, uh, life, <laughs> daily life. Where you're playing a character not 85, 90% of the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good brothers over there. Um that I got to know a little bit, got to work around and seeing a lot of them in the main roster is just, it's kind of like a proud moment to be honest, like with a lot of these guys, like, because you saw them work, you saw them go to these armories where we weren't really like for a little bit, we weren't really like selling out. Um, I was there when there was no takeovers yet. (laughs) I mean, I remember the first one, first one was another, um, moment in my life i think you worked on that one yeah i worked on that okay one. uh i was doing social for that one um so just it's pretty cool man like just being there live tv um i remember getting i don't know why at the moment i had like the stupidest idea to like because my ideas came some of them for instagram was copying what the main roster did Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just I would pitch like, why don't we just get like this random shot of like the person's tights? And like, I'm pretty sure if you go back, um, I think I have it on my phone. It's like I still have some of the pictures saved because some of them I use my phone. Some of them I use my camera for. Mm-hmm. So some of them are still on my phone. I remember I think one of the pictures that made it either Facebook or I mean, not Facebook, uh, Twitter or Instagram was uh, the Lucha Dragons at a match that, that night. But it was the original Lucha Dragons. It was Kalisto and uh, our buddy uh, Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was him. Yeah, it was Ricardo. He was uh, the the other mask. Oh, person. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Ricardo. I don't know if I just blew kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was that was cool. I, I took that picture of them walking towards the back. Um, uh, that's one of the big ones I can remember. But I mean, it's just a fun time, like. I, it's stressful because you're live. You're trying to get everything on timing. We had somebody 
you know, kind of telling us like, hey, this match is coming up. We might need the picture or something for that. And but it went smoothly. If you uh, I don't know if, if any anybody gets the um, the NXT book that was on sale, I guess, recently about the like first. If you open it, I think it's right in the middle. That group shot from TakeOver. Like I'm in it on like the corner. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the, our whole group is. They took a picture of everybody that worked that night. Um, that was actually my screensaver on my computer for a while. <laughs> um, just overall good night, man. Just everybody did great. That I don't, I'm gonna one of my favorite matches is on there, so I'm gonna save that. So okay, <laughs> okay, cool. I'll, was there anybody you grew close to at Full Sail that, that's backstage talent or have anything to do with the talent? Um. Oh, like I said, since I'm awkward, I wouldn't say like close, close, but like I had my guys that I went to for like content, which I knew they were gonna say like yes to me, and they wouldn't like say anything. Um, Mojo, Mojo's really? a, Mojo's a real cool dude. Real like thing about Mojo, Mojo is kind of basically Mojo outside <laughs> of the him. Him and Gronk are meant to be best friends. They're little. <laughs> Like that. I remember one time I was out in Orlando at a bar and I ran into him and um he's like, What's up, bro? Like I was like, Hey man, what's going on? He was like, Man and then he just keeps talking and he shows me like this video of his phone. On the way there he like got out of his car with like these glow sticks and everything. It was just like party rocking in the middle of like the road and stuff. But like <laughs> he's a high energy guy. Um what else? I, I used to love working with Breeze. Breeze was real good. Really? Um, love Breeze. Breeze. That's why I like. I'm glad that they're they've ran with the with the uh, Breeze Ango uh, angle. I'm glad that they've run because those two guys are really talented, especially Breeze. Um, uh, who else? For some reason I could always get content, and I wasn't really close because he's not really close with anyone. But uh, Baron Corwin was easy to get. <laughs> from uh uh think who I, oh i used to have a lot of random conversations with um as we know him now sinkara mm-hmm. uh the new sinkara not the old one yeah um and uh he's a pretty good dude we used to talk in spanish because um, i know spanish he's he's mexican um <laughs> so he was he was real cool he's kind of a prankster i guess so like i guess in a way i can believe the whole whenever <laughs> there's a rumor that he got in a fight because he might have gotten somebody's like nerves with a prank maybe or something mm-hmm. um but he's just i don't think he has ill intentions he's cool as, as shit simon gotch was a, another cool dude friend of the um, show yeah, yeah i heard <laughs> simon very intelligent guy he's really cool um um i don't know i mean i um Charlotte was always great to work with. She's the thing about Charlotte. She's such a sweetheart that like when that that really good heel persona came out when she got called where she got moved to Raw and like she had that run with Sasha and all that a little bit before. That was like a proud moment because I remember there was a couple times when they were starting the heel run in NXT. I remember at like live events. Uh not me personally, but a couple friends of ours 
used to tell her like after the show, like, hey, you shouldn't smile because like and then she'd be like, yeah, I know. I just kind of made eye contact with this little kid and I just wanted to like smile. But it's kind of like she has the same problem like Natty has sometimes. Mm hmm. Maddie's trying to play this heel, but they're like these nice people. Yeah, you, you can't. It's, you, there's no way you can hate Natty at all. Exactly. And it's <laughs> like it, it, it would happen to Charlotte. And like she would just make eye contact with this little girl or somebody, and like she would want to smile back. It's just a reaction. And like, you know, but she's really grown into it wrestling wise, performing wise, and working. But I mean, she was always a sweetheart to work with and everything. Um, never had any issues with anybody. I think everybody is pretty cool. Um, there was the testing, like, but I mean that happens with anybody, I think, especially in that business. But I, if I was to say close, no, nah, not really. Like I don't have anybody I text or anything like that. I kind of kept it professional, as boring as that sound. <laughs> I, uh, I don't blame you. Um, the, we ran. I guess the most hangout you could say we. Orlando is big, but it's also small. So we we ran into a couple of the guys that out. At the bars, I would say. You know what I mean? So, it, I guess if you want to say hang out, we hung out there a couple of times. Um, but nothing, for me at least, it was nothing, like, really, like, big. Because, like I said, I'm kind of weird dude. I come off weird to people. So, when it comes <laughs> to, like, meeting them and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, those are, I guess, if you want to say kind of close, the first couple that I named were kind of, like, the closest, who I liked working with the most. And another one, Ricardo. Ricardo Rodriguez is pretty cool. He was mm-hmm. down there for a bit. And cool guy. Cool. He just, at the time, I guess he was at the point where he didn't give a damn. And, <laughs> you know, but he, he loves wrestling. So he was just out there wrestling and, mm-hmm. you know, doing what he does. But, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sorry to be boring, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing on the show, the current Royal Women's Championship feud is Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. And WWE, you know how they are when something leaks, they'd like to embrace it at times and make it a big deal. And leading up to the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view, we got a lack of a bill for Sasha versus Alexa. And in SummerSlam, Sasha, it wasn't supposed to be Sasha, it was supposed to be Bayley. And I I was saying, I was really adamant about how Bayley was supposed to win the title and Sasha would turn heel. So, That whole Sasha Alexa thing, they have embraced it, but you even told me that that's real. So, what what you know anything about that? Um, I mean, I don't know any details. I just know that there was always something there, and I don't know if it's like you know, I'm I never went to the PC. I'm not there, you know. Um, um, I've always known that there was something there, and I think it, it stems from. I think it's more on Sasha. And I think it's more like Sasha, you know, the whole where, oh, well, you didn't you weren't really a a fan of this like I was type of uh, feeling towards somebody. Um, And I think that's where it stems from. And there might be other stuff because, you know, they train together, do all this stuff. They're at the PC. So there could be other to it. But I think where it stemmed was from that. I know I remember them. uh, A lot of live event tag team matches and stuff. Because that's what used to happen. A lot of the main, uh, the live events, a lot of the girls would just tag so they could get on the card. A lot, especially live, right there, and then that that armory setting. You're very close because there's no like bleachers or anything. 
I remember in live settings, it would be, um, it would sometimes it'd be tough to watch because how like stiff it would get. <laughs> like you kind of just kind of cringe. I remember cringing a couple of times, and I'd be like, "Damn, like, what the hell?" Like yeah. you know what I mean. And I don't think it's I'm not trying to say it was like fully on purpose. Like you know what I'm saying. But you could tell it was real. <laughs> yeah, it was real. There was some animosity there, and it was I think it was mostly on Sasha's part, but like. Maybe there could have been some from Alexa, but I guess she was being cautious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nothing really. I don't know the details. I think it really just stemmed from, listen, I'm this big wrestling fan. I, I wrestled in the indies. I worked my way here. You just got signed because you have this, you know, modeling or whatever it was. And that's how it started. I'm not sure what's been built since. You know, I haven't been there since 14 you know june 2014 but um that's as far as i know i remember i think i i was told a story about how in wrestling this is just wrestling speak and uh you know at one point um alexa was told that if you know if she felt like you know she was getting a little stiffer shots you know give you got to give the receipt back and, you know, she was told by one of the coaches. And, now, you know, I mean, nothing really besides that. I don't know what else has happened because they spent almost like six months after I left on NXT. Alexa got used more on TV. There was more matches. There was more, you know, stuff going on. So I don't know, man. But, yeah, that's there's some reality to that. That's not that's not a work. That's actually, there's some reality, there's some animosity there from, I guess you could say now from both sides, because I think Alexa's gotten to the point where she's, in a way, taking shots back. Mm-hmm. Oh, So, I guess you could say she's starting to stick up for herself in a way, not that she was getting picked on, but, yeah. you know, like, I guess, I mean, listen, as much as sasha might be right the business has changed and not everybody has to be indie guy and let's be real the people we love a lot of those guys weren't sometimes indie guys in the past you know what i'm saying i mean the territories were the indies so like it's a little it was a little different back then you had to get in through through a territory to get to to the big show but um times have changed man like Mm -hmm. but i guess i could see it if i play the other card like i kind of see it well you weren't this, you know what I'm saying? And then and probably in her eyes, it's like, damn, you've gotten the title right when you get switched over. And, you know, um, of course, she is better than her. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can see where it's coming from. And, yeah. I mean, it's a little childish, but whatever. Yeah, because like, we talk about all the time that Sasha's like a super fan, so she takes this, like, seriously. Yep. And on her Raw Talk promo, I know she said she couldn't tell the difference between Matt and Jeff Hardy, which I I thought was was funny. But the fact that she takes this so seriously, maybe she kind of caught her in some lies or whatever. So maybe maybe that could have been, I think she's fake because she takes this so seriously. And with the whole match at Great Balls of Fire, even though the match was a no contest because of disqualification, I was just like, this match felt real. Like, there was this, like, legit, like, they hated each other. I loved every second of it. Even SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, 
they put on good matches. See, there's also a thing to see when stuff like this leaks out, or it's not even leaks out because she kind of put it out there. Sasha did on Raw Talk, but like when it when it stuff like that gets put out, and then you start watching the match, like credit to them for keeping them, each other safe. Mm-hmm. It, like you could be a spiteful person and mm-hmm. just let me drop you on your head or let me do like whatever, and then you're done forever. But uh, I guess in a way as I guess stiff as they are and whatever, and as real as their feelings outside might be, they get a little stiffer, but they keep each other safe and they they put on good matches. I don't know about if they're great, great like, but they they've been good matches and they're you know, it's I guess you could say it's different because of the the amount of like stiffness like, because you know there's some realness to it. <laughs> Yeah, because even at SummerSlam, when the match first started, I know Sasha pushed Alexa into the corner. Alexa gave this big forearm back. I was like, whoa, this this is, <laughs> this is going to be great. Yep. Well, I mean, good job for them. I thought they had a great match. Um, like I said, I do agree with the whole, you know, damn, this match was created a week before. Like, you could have just kept it going after great balls and just build it on it, but... I mean, they went out and did it. There'll be a rematch um, soon. So. Yeah, tomorrow on Raw, and I'm yeah. hoping that that ends in shenanigans and we actually get a whole bill going to No Mercy. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so the next question I have, this is the most, the two most controversial guys in WWE, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Now, I... I've been hesitant on go, doing unsanctioned with guys because I will argue for for John Cena and Roman Reigns and tell people why they're wrong. So you said you learned to respect Cena and you say you like Reigns already. So what are your takes on both of those guys? Okay, so let me start with John. This John's going to be kind of shorter. Um, John, I'm not going to lie, when he came out, I loved him. I loved the thugonomics. Um he had the switch to, you know, never give up guy. And I think after a couple of years, that just went sour for me. Like, I guess, you know, the the very vanilla baby face, I guess you could say. I didn't really like, you know, I wasn't gravitating to it. Um, But, you know, lately, the last, like, maybe year, year and a half, maybe two, actually. I think it started when, when the whole Owens thing. Mm-hmm. Starting to realize that. Johnny, I never gave him as much credit as Def, whatever. He actually, you know, he adapts. He can get in the ring with Kevin. And he showed it with Punk. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. For some reason, lately, I'm starting to respect the guy. I think he's just out there, like, having fun. Uh, doesn't, uh, not that he cared, but he doesn't care to win. He's just, I guess you could say, putting people over. And just, you know, trying to help this company, I guess. I mean, it's it's hard to do. He did carry it. He, they're not wrong. He carried it for almost a year after he started. So, like, what, nine, ten years almost? Mm. So, but, I mean, he's grown on me, I guess. I don't have the same hate as I used to. And I think it's more, for me, it's more of his work in the ring. Not that it was, I don't know if it was bad before but i just didn't that was one of those oh well he's got the five moves of death type of <laughs> i mean because i like more you know these indie guys with more of a repertoire in their arsenal but i mean it works for john and 
he's thrown in a six or seventh movie from time to time. And, you know, I guess, yeah, a lot of, a lot of it has to do with the work with AJ and Kevin that kind of, you know, got me to show some respect. Um, Roman, I always been a Roman guy. I don't know why gravitated to Roman. It's not, I'm not saying that I don't like Seth. I love Seth too. I'm not that big of a Dean fan. I think Dean's going to uh, stale on me. Agreed. Uh, um, well, he has to be with Seth. That, yeah. That's a given. Yeah. Um, for Roman, I just saw it. I remember me and a friend of mine, we would always talk about Roman. I remember when the split happened, and, like, I was, like, really excited. I was like, good. Now we could get the Empire. Because I always used to call him the Empire because his name was Roman. Mm-hmm. And now they're used like the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. which is maybe like three or four years later, but like, I don't know, man. He to me, he has like the it sound weird. I'm gonna sound like one of the the guys back there, but he has the look. He has like as much as we don't think so. He has his own way of charisma, as much as some people don't think so. Um, his matches are not as bad as people think. They're not bad. <laughs> I don't know where they where this comes from. I, his match was AJ was phenomenal, uh, pun intended. Mm-hmm. But I'm, and then there'll, there'll be the people who say, well, it was because it was AJ. But like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, he's had matches with other people who aren't AJ that are really, really good. And like, I don't know, man. I do agree though that I wanted. To, I did. The only thing that pissed me off a little bit and wasn't. I wasn't really mad, but I think they should have turned him way, 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 way like a couple years ago. Maybe after Philly. I don't know, mm-hmm. but. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Without them knowing it, technically, he's a heel. And, like, that's just the way they go about shit now. So they just don't want to blatantly say it. I remember getting shown an email, company email, saying that there was no there was no naming anymore. Like, there was no more, like, heel or babyface. Like, they didn't want to use those terms anymore. You know what I mean? Like, they would... I don't know. They were trying to get away from it, but technically we all know that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Good guy, bad guy. But, I mean, yeah, man, I don't I want Roman to stay on top, man. He's he's the next guy. He's the guy. Not going to lie. But <laughs> it's, I don't know. The hate, it's funny to me, but I guess I get it. I don't know. It's weird, but I really love Roman. Just He's a great worker. Uh, he's grown too. He's another one that's grown. And yeah, you can say the same thing where he does close lines and his his uh, Superman punch, which he threw like twenty of them in that fatal four way <laughs> through the match. So, but oh man, the guy. I think if I don't know if they they have to switch the gimmick because the gimmick's all right right now, but he could be as big as his cousin. That's mm-hmm. me. Like as big as Rocky. Like they like there's a reason why he's on top. They like that look. Like I don't know, that Samoan look, I guess. They always love the Samoan look and it's that's that's him right there. But yeah, I think both guys are great. <laughs> yeah, Because my thing with <laughs> Russell fans are the most sensitive people in the world to me <laughs> and they feel that they think wrestlers should do no wrong in life. Yeah. So my thing with Cena is, you know, growing up, I didn't mind him. This, like, this whole hate, um, Cena sucks, you stuff, mm-hmm. that started around 
maybe 2010, I believe. I might, I may be wrong, but the internet also grew through that time. So I, I'll stem this back to the whole Nexus thing mm-hmm. when they say when Cena when Nexus was supposed to win, but Cena said no, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the seeds planted for why people started booing Cena because after the, the, the next, after he beat the Nexus, the Nexus was irrelevant after that. Uh, so well. that, that's one thing there. And then, you know, I was one of those guys that said, you know, Cena buries people or whatever. But then I started put like writing these guys' names down who Cena actually beat. And I was just saying to myself, I'm like, do you really think these guys were going to be big names in the company even after they beat Cena? Yep. Like the, like I was a big fan of Way Barrett, but they kind of dropped the ball on him because you could have something for that guy. Because I remember when he was in League of Nations, he was the best talker, never talked. Yeah. Um, Sandow, when he cashed, in, when he tried to attempted to cash in money in the bank, I'm like, you really going to try to? Do I was something there. Sandow, were you? That was the role I was working. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I was just like, that's you're going to do something with Sandow. You're going to make him a. a a phase of the company, and like the list just the list just kept going on, and then when Owens came, he started to just open challenges. Like he let Owens beat him the first night. I was like, okay, this is something, and then, but he still kind of like bothered me because I felt as the U.S. Open challenges, it was like a chance to put somebody over, yeah. and, and give him the U.S. title, but he didn't. It was just to like showcase this new guy, which I which is fine, and then when he was gone. After he dropped the title to Del Rio and he came back, then he was gone, gone last year for the for the half of the year. Like like when he's gone, you actually do miss him. And when he came back with fa- he he was facing AJ, he put AJ over right away. And then at SummerSlam, he faced AJ in that great match at Brooklyn. The fans they booed Cena even after the match was over. Like nobody cheered him except for me and Ron. Everybody booed him, but he just sat in the middle of the ring. And yeah. then when we leaving, everybody's saying, like, who would have thought John Cena would have had the match that night? And I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, and it, it just kind of like, everything just kind of like flashed before my eyes. I'm just like. Listen, I think, I think if you're a smart wrestling fan, you know that when you saw that card and you saw AJ and Cena, you knew. I mean, they had two before. What didn't you see before that you wouldn't realize that yeah, that was? And I'm because just, just, the match of Money in the Bank that was more of a story because it was like yeah. AJ saying I'll run circles Club. around you and stuff like that. So that match yeah. had a lot left to be desired. But we, I was just like, was like, what are you talking about? So it's like, like Cena just like kind of like his career just flashed before my eyes. I'm like, look, you say he couldn't wrestle, but he wrestled. He had his his greatest rivalry. Might have been Punk because I think his greatest rivalry was Edge before Punk. So his, so he had the stuff with Punk. He had the open challenges. He put on this match with, with these matches with AJ. What do you want from this guy? And you're saying he can't wrestle? And I'm just like, and then I was like, why do I like this guy? This guy has been consistent, deli- consistent for 12 years, delivering every single night. I'm like, why do I like this guy? I need to respect this guy. That's the way I've gone. It's more like that, and it's been like the last two years, just basically your same timeline. Just grew respect for the guy. I mean, the guy is actually not as bad as I thought. He hangs in there with the best, and you just can't ask for more, man. Like, yeah. it's go Cena, I guess. Yeah, and, but, the, <laughs> and then the whole Roman thing, 
with mm-hmm. Roman, I, I just get so aggravated because I don't know if you heard my theory about Roman, but mm-hmm. I just I can't think of it yeah, right now. Because Roman was the most over guy in the Shield. That's not even a question. So, yeah, that is true. So yeah, everybody him. So he gets hurt, and before Night of Champions, mm-hmm. and then a week the week of Thanksgiving, the Punk interview comes out. Yeah. And then you know the whole Vince thing, gotta make Roman look good. You know, that, that was that was his whole thing. And you know I said wrestling fans are so sensitive and they think you can't do you can't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So that interview comes out and punk comes back and Roman comes back at TLC and he gets booed. Yeah. And then the whole time we say like, oh he's getting shoved down our throats, this and that, he can't wrestle. But you weren't saying that when he was in the shield. Yep, I, you weren't. They I were gonna shut down our throat too. Yeah, everybody's saying I don't, I don't, I don't like this guy. He can't wrestle. And then you're saying the match tonight was Roman Reigns versus this. Like he's he, had, he like his the matches with AJ Styles, um, those were fantastic. Those were two of my match of the years personally, but it it end up on the in the top five. But those were two of my favorites of the year. Then he had the stuff with um, I know he got a great match out of the Big Show. He got a good match out of Bray Wyatt. I'm no Bray Wyatt fan, and I don't get it. And it's just like, oh, you shoved down our throat. Even at WrestleMania, got some guy was like Listen, if you if if they sit back and actually think about it, the only reason they're not saying Rocky and Stone Cold were shoved down our throats is because they actually like those guys. Yeah. For some reason. But anybody who's picked to be the guy or the guy that they're going on a run with is gonna get shoved down our throats. And that's been through the years. So I don't know what the difference is now. And this is a guy, like you said, that everybody wanted when the, the Shield was together. And, I, you know, I remember that. I remember all the hype. But I don't know why now when he's alone and doing what they wanted him to do, it's the hate. I don't get it. Um, the guy's consistently put in the work. And it's it's showing. I mean, the guy's growing in, our, in front of our eyes, too. Like yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know if he chose that, but I thought it was perfect. The wrestle, the Raw after Mania, where he just sat there and let them boo and just talk. Like, that was great. I don't know if that was his choice or they told him in the back, but that was just great. I don't know. Yeah, the whole, he said, I got the paw, I got you in my palm, my hand. I thought that was great. He didn't have to say anything. And that's the kind of charisma he has. He doesn't have to say much. He doesn't, he, he's not a long, he's not a 20 minute promo guy. Nobody really is, but that's how you have to book the guy. And people always say he's going to shove down our throat, but it's like stone cold, the rock, they can't, they overcame some of the most ridiculous odds. And you're saying this guy gets shoved down our throat. Are you kidding me? You're yeah. saying he can't wrestle, but you say he has the match of the night. It, it makes no, it makes no sense to me. I don't, I will never, I will never get it. But it's just a cool thing to have because even at WrestleMania, some guy was like, oh, I don't think Roman connects with the fans because he wasn't in the indies. But I'm just like, you like The Rock, right? He never had no big indie career. You like Alexa Bliss? She didn't have a big indie career. That is true. I think <laughs> I think now with the internet, uh, the internet era and stuff like that, we try to compare a lot of these guys to the indie guys who are out there like doing these moves and like, have a a deep repertoire of you know maneuvers and stuff like that and let's be real like it's just sometimes the simpler is better (laughs) if you want to put it that way and that's what that's what roman is man you just gotta appreciate what's being put out there 
that's just me, my thought. But I mean, the guy is the guy, as you said. He really is. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you gotta who who else is the guy? Let's be real. Yeah. As much as much as I love AJ, right? AJ's in his forty. Mm-hmm. AJ is, is still top guy. That's not hasn't changed. You know, comp- uh, you know, a lot of people were scared that Vince wasn't gonna, you know, take him seriously, but he has. Um, Kevin Owens is is on his own level too, but I mean, like, he could be the guy too, but I mean, I don't know. It's gotta be Roman. I mm-hmm. mean, somebody carry it. It's it's gonna be Roman, and those guys will be like his Stone Cold or, you know, Triple H back then, Kurt Angle. There'll be the, the other people at the top spot, and that's, you know, there'll be the four or five people you're going to play with for years, for a couple more years to come. It'll be like Roman, Seth, um, AJ, Kevin, and maybe Dean, and now Strowman. So, like, I mean, that's just the progression of wrestling. Yeah, so, and big circle sometimes yeah and they got to create those characters because we well I, well I don't know if you've heard but we believe that Brian Gerard James is an avid listener of this show yeah. <laughs> and they have to create characters they have to create characters and they've done that with Braun Strowman and whether people like it or not they've done it with Jinder Mahal yeah whether you yeah. like it or not they have they're trying to do it but still that's only what like Five or six characters on your television show that matter, which yep. which I don't think is good for your product at all. Now, I want to get you out of here soon. So my final question for you is, what is your favorite match or matches of all time? You can just you can name as many as you want yeah. on this topic. I was thinking about it. I mean, the first one that comes to my head because I was there and I kind of touched, kind of mentioned, hinted at it. Mine. I'm not. It's not in any order, but one of my favorites is the two out of three Cesaro, Sami Zayn at Takeover, the first one. That was two out of three falls, or was that one fall? I think it was two out of three. I'm pretty sure, but I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. It does matter, but that was <laughs> favorites. Okay. Sure, was at Takeover, the first one, just to Takeover. Um, but. That match was just so great, and I watched it. I remember, I think I watched, I watched like the start of the match, and like the monitor backstage by like where the makeup was done, and then the the last half of the match, I watched it at the viewing area, um, and everybody loved it. Like their reaction, like. Everybody like clapped, like afterwards, and and you know, such a good match. Um, um, what else? Um, I, Stone Cold, The Rock, Philadelphia, WrestleMania 15, hmm. no disqualification. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that match. It's random, but. Uh, if you said 19, I would have said that's random, but 15, I'll give you. Yeah, it was because it was around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was right. Um, what else? Um, Cena, Punk, and Money in the Bank, where Punk runs out with the belt. Um, Excellent match. One of my favorite Cena matches, and they had a couple. I like the one on that random Raw where 
Punk decided to pod drive Cena. Just like, <laughs> he didn't give a damn. Um, that's another. They they had a lot of good matches, those two. Um, um, actually, this is hard for me to pick, but very underrated. But for me, I liked it because I'm also, in a way, Orton guy, too. Um, but Orton and Christian. Yes. Like, I, I yes. could pick any of them from that uh, robbery. Yes. Um, um, and I guess re- uh, 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 AJ, recently AJ uh, Cena at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure there's more if I really like sat there and like really, really thought about it. Um, uh, trying to see if another. Oh, to Sasha Bailey. Yeah. That was one of my favorite uh, women's match ever. I also really like it. Goes underrated, but Emma Page at the at the first. That that was definitely at the first thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Emma Page is a really underrated good match. It is underrated. I, I was there for that one too. So, but. Yeah, I guess that would be like the four or five that come to the top of my head right now. Yeah, but. two of the matches you said, um, the whole Sasha Bailey at Takeover Brooklyn, I was there, and yeah. it's not often that. Well, you feel the emotion in the building for Bailey. Like I don't know what it is. The story was told perfectly, and the emotion when Bailey finally hit Bailey the belly. Yeah, and won the title. The emotion was in the arena. Like I, I almost shed a tear for the girl. I was like, "This was amazing." Like they, 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 they sucked you in to that match. A lot of them. It's um, the Bailey Oscar where she got choked out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was really invested in that. You kind of feel bad for Bailey. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's part of the Bailey character. You get sucked in because she's so like lovable, hug, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah. Because going into that match, well, when when I knew Bailey was gonna be the next the next challenger and champion, I I wasn't a big Bailey guy Bailey person because she was just the mark. But mm-hmm. they did so much character development with her when she had to she beat Emma one week, she beat Charlotte the next week, then she had to beat Becky Lynch, and the final thing was Sasha. So they actually made me care. And that's the thing about NXT; it's not that hard to get somebody to care. It's just the most simple stuff to get you to care. And Sasha just dragging her along and shooting her down, making her seem like the underdog and saying she couldn't do it was just perfect storytelling for that moment. Yep. I agree. Right. And, yeah. and then the whole Randy Orton Christian thing, that feud will forever now it'll be underrated for the tested for the rest of time. Because yeah. those matches it it it, ha- it it happened way too long. I agree wholeheartedly with that because it lasted from April to August. Mm-hmm. And it was yep. that was the match for every pay per view. But those matches, all of them were excellent. Great chemistry about those two. Yeah. Because we were, <laughs> last year we reviewed Money in the Bank 2011 for yeah. the throwback last year, and we talked about Christian spitting in, in Orton's mouth. Yeah. And we were like, do you ever understand the, the, what he had to do if Christian was really aiming for Randy Orton's mouth? Just to, it, like, it, they were, all the matches were fantastic. Those, some skills. But yeah. yeah. It's a shame that like that was Christian at his finest, at his finest. But it's a shame that that feud would go so underrated because of. Not to say Christian isn't Christian is underrated of all one of my favorite guys and underrated of all time, but it's said that that feud is going to be forgotten 
because of what the world heavyweight title was at that time. It wasn't that important. Yeah. So. I agree. Uh, so, any other matches? Nah, that's all I could come up with for the moment. But all right, well. We'll, we'll have another one, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Um, are you doing a sports podca- podcast still? Yeah, I am. I'm doing uh, weekly episodes just uh, it's been mostly me lately, but just me and a couple of, the, of my buddies from week to week, and we just sit there and bullshit. It's called the idiots talking crap, um, and we just basically we're just a bunch of idiots talking crap because <laughs> we're here sitting on our couches, and you know the people with the jobs have the jobs. So, <laughs> but I mean, we just love talk sports. It's just fun, just something to do. Um, so yeah. That's what I do on the side, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to put it, because that's what we all do basically until we get to that higher level. But yep. so, look out for everybody. Look out for that. Is there anything else you want to plug before we let you go? No, that's all. I just thank you guys for having me. Enjoy the work you guys do. Um, I just want to. I'm going to put you guys over right now. Actually, this is just. I'm just being genuine. Actually, but. Uh, since I started listening to you guys, you guys have grown so much, so many more like different uh, daily podcasts, you know, Cutting Edge, Unsanctioned, the, also the branched out to the False Count Anywhere. So you guys are starting to get guys on, Leo Rush, Big Mike, you know, so big props to you guys. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yep. Really appreciate it. Trying to... Trying to trying to make it there, <laughs> trying to make it there, yeah, so I thanks. so I could take Rosenberg's seat on the pre-shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our show for Fernando Felix. I'm Mr. Winston, and I'm Aaron Lloyd. We and we will see you next week.